another edition of the Radio TFS Podcast. This is episode number 29, Getting the Band Back Together. I want to welcome my co-hosts, Paul Hacker. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mickey. How are you? And Martin Woodward. Hi, Martin. Hello, guys. Good to hear your voices again. And as always, this is Mickey Gousset, and we are thrilled to be getting the Radio TFS Podcast back up off the ground. Uh, as you've noticed, we've been a little silent on the airways lately. That's because we've been just a little bit busy in all of our lives. But we've decided that you know this is important enough that we're going to dedicate some time to it. And what Martin and P- Paul don't know is that I'm going to see if they'll even dedicate at least once a month, if not more. Oh, once a month for sure. I thought you were going to go back to your once a week request there, Mickey. <laughs> no, oh, no. Wow. So let's let's take some time to catch up. So, Paul, what have you been up to lately? Well, I'm I'm at a client right now, and I can't talk much about that, but other than the fact that we're going to do a huge deployment of Visual Studio 2010 in TFS 2010. So I'm really excited because I'm heading up the architecture group on that and um, actually going in front of a board next week to get the approval to move forward with this project. And um, it's, it's going to be huge. We're going to actually consolidate nine instances of Visual Studio Team Foundation Server 20, 2008 into 2010 TFS, a single centralized instance. So I'm learning a lot about the import, the migration and upgrade and all of that part. Um, other than that, I've been working on a tool. Uh, there is, most people know there's no built-in rollback to, to TFS. You have to use the command line tool to do it. Well, the company, I'm, I'm the client I'm working with, wants to have some graphical way of doing this. They don't want to use the command line. So I wrote a plug-in to Visual Studio 2008 because that's what they're on right now, and it'll actually let them select their server and their project and their file. They can go down to the file level and actually do a rollback in a GUI, um, and that works out real nice for them, and I'm going to actually do that and do make a plug-in for Visual Studio or Team Foundation Server 2010. Um, so they can actually do that too. So that's really where I've been at with uh, with the tool sets lately. Wow. Now, that plugin that you're writing, this little GUI rollback tool, is there any chance that's going to get released for public consumption? I want to put it on CodePlex. So, yeah, I, I would like to get people to use it and, and because I think it's a neat tool. It's Like I said, it's nothing earth-shattering. It's just a great little utility that I think people would take advantage of. Does it use the um, rollback you know, call in against a TFS 2010 server? Is it issued no, it does not. No, I don't use the rollback call. I actually use the OM and go back into and do a query on workspaces, get a workspace, and then do a get on the workspace based on the file or folder or that they're uh, wanting to do the uh, rollback on. Okay. I can, I'll give you, I'll drop you some information offline, but basically there's a way, if you're interested, there's a way in the object model you can ask the server what kind of features it has. And one of the features is, is rollback supported? Um, and if that's supported, then you can. Then there's actually an API when using the 2010 API. This obviously isn't available in 2008, but in the 2010 API, there is a, there is a specific rollback command. Um, and if you look at the pending change type, you know there's a pending change type of rollback now in the 2010 server. So that might be a good oh, thing for you to use. Yeah, I haven't looked too much in the 2010 side of things. So I just wrapped it up for the 2008 and um, finished the plugin actually yesterday at Visual Studio. So now I was going to start looking at the 2010 starting next week. But that's yeah. great information. That's great. Yes. So in, in actually the 2010 version of the command line, hey, we're getting into – how about this? We're only five seconds in and we're already getting into a, a woody technical rant. This is fantastic. It's just like <laughs> old time. So, yeah, 
in the uh, 2010 version of the command line, there's actually um, there is a rollback command. You know, TF rollback. It's not in the power tool. It's actually in the proper command. Right, so. right. I remember that. Yeah, very cool. cool. We have a lot to get together offline. Yeah, and then with your TFS 2010 deployment, so are you, are you taking like? Uh, all those nine 2008 servers, and, and each one of those going to be a project collection under TFS 2010? That's the intention, yes. So I'll actually use the TFS, um, or what is it called? The, um, the upgrade. Uh, TFS config uh, import command. Mm-hmm. So I'll copy over the databases to the new database server and do an import on them, go in, change the name of the database from version control to whatever the project collection name is, and then... Uh, and then hook up the uh, SharePoint sites and things like that, and then keep doing that for each one of them. So, yeah, they'll each be their own project collection. Cool. Sweet. So, Martin, what have you been up to lately? Wow, I feel like nothing after listening to what Paul's been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. Since the last time we had a proper show broadcast, um, we shipped Team Explorer Everywhere 2010, which is the first Microsoft um, commercial Eclipse plugin ever. So that's... uh, that's something we did. So uh, you can now get the cross-platform version of, uh, of you know, what used to be TeamPrize. You can now get that from Microsoft, and it's included in the box with with MSDN Ultimate, um, or you can, you know, get it separately. So that was good fun. And then also we shipped a book, Mickey. We shipped the uh, Professional Application Lifecycle Management with Visual Studio 2010 book, which has been hugely successful, bizarrely. Yes, it has. I've been very, very pleased with, with sales so far and with what people have been telling us about it. And I'll be interested when we talk about TechEd in just a little bit to hear what people may have told you about it when you were at TechEd, Martin. Great, yeah. So we'll provide a link to it in the show notes, I guess. Most definitely. Well, for me, what have I been up to lately? I have, as Martin said, Martin and I, along with Audrey and Brian, have completed the Professional Application Lifecycle Management with Visual Studio 2010 book from Rocks Publishing, which is, was a stellar, stellar project to work on. I wrote a lot of the architecture section. Martin, of course, took the Team Foundation Server section. And you, you will find some, in my opinion, some really great information, especially in the TFS sections and in the testing sections and in some of the project management sections that you're not going to find other places like MSDN or, or anywhere else. So while I am biased, I, I, I think you should at least go check it out. I've been still writing my column for VisualStudioMagazine.com. So I help with Jeff Levinson, who's another, um, I guess we're what, Application Lifecycle Management MVPs now instead of team system MVPs. But we, um, we write an online column at Visual Studio Magazine, and so we've been putting up columns there. I just finished a couple of columns on the Power Tools, Team Foundation Server 2010 Power Tools. I'm doing some speaking. I'll be speaking at the DevLink Conference in Nashville on Team Foundation Server and ALM. And Team System Rocks is going to kick off a series of launch events in July, doing some live meetings with the help of Paul to to promote Visual Studio 2010 and Team Foundation Server 2010. And last but not least, I'm finally getting around what a lot of people have requested, which is bringing the videos back to Team System Rocks. So the 2005 and 2008 um, Team System videos will be up when this podcast is released, and then 2010 videos will be coming in July. So I've been trying to, to keep my community involvement pretty high, especially around the team system space or the, sorry, the Visual Studio 2010 application lifecycle management space for the past several months. Well, you've been pretty busy there, Mickey. So, but we want to know what our reader or our listeners are up to. So if you want to send us an email at radiotfs at gmail.com and tell us what you've been doing with 
Team Foundation Server 2010 or Visual Studio 2010, then we would love to hear it. Excellent. Well, it sounds like we've all been pretty busy, which is great. But hey, one thing I uh, didn't mention, Nikki, I was actually I was actually at TechEd just the other week. Were so you in, now? Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was very hot and humid, but it was a great show. It was really busy. There was like you know twelve thousand people there. It was back up to a, a big TechEd after last year's was pretty quiet. This year's was uh, very busy. It was great fun. Awesome, awesome. I did not make it to TechEd this year. What about yourself, Paul? No, I didn't make it this year either. I was really hoping on it, but it didn't work out. Well, well, Martin, you are going to be our eyes on the ground for what happened at TechEd. So why don't you fill us in on what you did there, some of the stuff you saw, anything you heard that you thought might be of, of, partic- of particular interest. I know of a couple of things that I heard by watching the keynotes and the blog and reading the blogs, but we'd love to get a you know perspective for someone who was there. On the ground, the on yeah, exactly. I'll be the reporter exactly. from the field. Exactly. So no, it was uh, it was really good. Um, so I I did a session on you know the cross platform stuff on Team Explorer everywhere, um, and that went well. There there were you know and then the rest of the time I worked the Team Foundation Server uh, TLC area, um, and it was it was really good fun. It was really busy the whole time. You know we had queues of people asking questions and. Um, what was great to see, uh, you know, we, we've been doing these things since 2005 and, you know, all of us have been involved with them at different times. And uh, the level of maturity of the questions is is going up and up. You know, it used to be people just came up and said, hey, what's TFS? And, you know, we still got some of those questions. But a lot of them would be like, so I'm trying to do X, Y, Z in the very latest version of the build stuff. You know, and I've come across this problem. How do you fix it? <laughs> you know, like, oh wow, I've never heard that problem before. That's a good problem. You know, so it was um, it was really good to see a lot of people doing a lot of really cool stuff for Team Foundation Server. So but there were there were a few announcements. So let me think. There was. Did you guys see the um, that we've announced uh, an official um, Scrum process template for Team Foundation Server? Yes, that, that's actually the one I was going to mention. Well. You know, in Team Foundation Server 2010, you have different process templates you can use to drive your process. And Team Foundation Server ships with an MSF Agile and an MSF CMMI process template. And the MSF Agile for 2010 underwent a lot of revisions to try to make it more, air quote, Agile. And it was actually made a little more Scrum-like. But my understanding was that people wanted something that was even just what that was that just matched Scrum. And while there are other Scrum templates out there, there there wasn't one that that was from specifically from Microsoft that has been supported. There was one a long time ago, but not now. So this one, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is a Scrum template for Team Foundation Server 2010 that fully supports the Scrum process from Microsoft. We now we use in in my team, which is now a Microsoft team, I guess. In in my team, in Microsoft, we use the MSF Agile V5 um, template. To, to run our team, you know, and we do it, we run it in quite a scrumish way, a scrum-like way, but we're not, we, we run it in MSF Agile 5 way, you know, but it's, it's a very scrum-like thing. We use story cards and we have daily stand-ups and blah, blah, blah. But um, the Scrum V1 work items, they are all the proper, you know, if you read the Scrum book, it's the work items exactly as they would be described in Scrum. And the process transitions between, you know, that a bug and a work item does, they follow all the same transitions that they do, you know, exactly to the word. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good. And there's a couple of extra reports and things like that that are in the Scrum template. So it's definitely worth checking out if you use Scrum in your team. 
one thing to point out um, is that it is currently in beta, though. It is not a, 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 a an RTM release of the template. Yeah, and you get it from MSN Code Gallery. Um, it is in beta. The team are very keen on your feedback, and the team themselves run in Scrum, <laughs> and so they're iterating over it you know, very quick. I was going to say, um, yesterday, for those who uh, come to our virtual user group, we had Aaron Bjork yesterday talking about the Scrum template, uh, the new one. And for those who don't know, Eric is Aaron is a senior program manager at Microsoft who's kind of responsible for process templates and agile experiences in the product. So it was real cool to have him on there going through the process template and telling us all about how Microsoft went back to the drawing board and started from scratch. They didn't build on a previous template. They really went back and started from the ground up uh, and built this really cool process template. And he demoed it yesterday. And we have a recording of that on our user group website, which is vsalmug.com. And we'll put that in the show notes um, so people can download it and see um, what we talked about yesterday. Cool. I actually got to, Ken Schwab was actually at uh, TechEd as well. So I got to meet him, which is pretty cool. So, like, oh, sure. wow. You know, when, you know, whenever you meet people who you've read the books of and you're like, oh, he's actually a normal, nice person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's always a bit of a shock when when heroes turn out to be normal. But no, he was he was just really nice and like sat chatting to us for ages. And I'm like, dude, do you not have like better things to do than sit chatting to us about running projects? Surely you're more busy than this. But no, he was great. Awesome. So what else happened at TechEd that you can report or that you feel comfortable reporting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually do that much. Um, you know, it was in New Orleans, and I didn't, I didn't go out that much. The attendee party was worth attending this year, by the way. It was actually quite good. Um, so uh, there's there's a tip for next year's attendee party that'll probably also be worth going to. Um, so what else? There, uh, that week, the team. It's not really. Um, there was um, a uh, Visual Studio Pro Power Tools pack. Um, uh, announced so you know this is power tools available previously we've had team foundation server power tools and this is now a new bunch of power tools that have been that are available for visual studio professional um so i don't know have you guys have you guys had a chance to install those is there anything in those that you like i haven't installed them but i want to because the from the pro power tools perspective the one thing i'm really interested in is the being able to triple click to select an entire line of code <laughs> yeah, yeah that and the apparently the updated ad reference dialog box is supposed to be a lot better a lot easier to use and a lot more friendly yeah and it's got like a search thing in there which is quite nice um yeah that's what i'm looking forward to that part of it the there's also i mean for people who blog a bit as well um you can actually um take you can do html um copying out of the clipboard um, you know, out of the editor, and it and it pastes nicely. Um, so you know, you can copy paste code around, and it keeps the formatting and things like that, which is quite. Oh, neat. that's that's nice. Yeah, that very nice. And then one I like again. This might be because I come from um, like an eclipse world, so I just found this very you know. And Reflector did this as well. I think was it Reflector? Not Reflector. Sorry, ReSharper. Um, if you do Control and click on on something, then it it goes to the definition. You know, you don't have, you don't have to like right click on it and say go to definition. You can do control and click on a method call, of, and, and it'll actually go to it. So I find that a lot easier for navigating around code. Awesome. And then, well, um, there's stuff like um, you can one. I don't know. Is this in? Yeah, it is. Yeah, align assignments. Basically, um, you can 
do uh, control alt and then like the what's one's that one the right square bracket and it'll actually align all your assignments up so if you've got like a lot of things equal to something else it'll line them all up on the equals note which i quite like <laughs> I, I, I do that all the time and it's one of the things when i'm avoiding coding i'll go in and just you know tidy up my equal statements so it looks beautiful and stuff like that hey martin switching topics back to tech ed for one second yeah um about your presentation a couple of questions is it going to be available online for people to view do you uh, know yeah the all the sessions as far as i'm aware with tech ed normally what happens is the sessions are available for people who will uh, register to be able to download um and um you can, but I'm not sure if they're available to everybody to download. I think it might just be if you've if you've got a conference pass. Ah, uh, okay. And how sure. did and how did it go? How many people did you have? Did your demos work? Did- yeah, I mean, it, it was quite strange because um, normally when I've talked about TechEd in the past, I've never really been allowed to talk about what I work on, you know, because I do Eclipse stuff, and TechEd's normally about you know the Visual Studio side. And so when I've been to TechEd before, I've always been doing like team build or something like that, that kind of talk. Uh, whereas this year I was doing a talk on what I write every day. So that was a bizarre experience for me. It was actually harder to prepare for because, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I know this stuff. I don't need to go learn it. So, um, yeah, it was quite strange. It took me a while to get, get into shape. But no, the demos all, all worked, as you would expect, because, uh, you know, I, I wrote the product. So I, I hopefully avoid the bugs that I know are in it. But um <laughs> And then, and then when it did go wrong, I was able to fix it easy enough. So no, hopefully that was quite good. Uh, got, I didn't get a huge number of people in the room. It was my, my session was at like five o'clock on a Friday, on a Wednesday. So it wasn't hugely busy, but I got a good score for it for, for a while, a while on Thursday. Cause again, I didn't have that many people in, in my session. So for a while on Thursday, I was the number one speaker in the dev tools track and Ooh. the number, the number five speaker for the whole conference. So I was like, uh, you know, I made a big deal about that while it lasted, but then quickly some of my fellow speakers got in and voted me down. <laughs> that, that's my excuse anyway. So I should have been so big-headed and I could have got away with getting a high score for so long. So uh, it was good. Well, there was a few other things announced as well, though. Um, th- did you see the one about um, the modeling uh, feature pack? Yes. Yes, that I'm really excited about. Does the word feature pack, did we, have we talked about what a feature pack is? I don't. I think that's a new thing, isn't it? It it is a new thing, and it's something that 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 they've just started doing to try to add more value to people that have MSDN subscriptions. So Power Tools have been around for a while, and the Team Foundation Server Power Tools um, have a lot of different features that people people use. They've started this idea of feature packs, which are and I, I term them as Power Tools on steroids. They get even more testing. They have even more support from Microsoft. They're ultimately are going to be included in the product, but they're only a fe- the feature packs are only available if you have um, an MSDN subscription. So the first version of the fe- the first feature pack to come out is this Visual Studio modeling feature pack, which adds a lot of functionality onto the Visual Studio 2010 Ultimate Edition with an MSDN subscription. And most people who have Ultimate have an MSDN subscription. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that they're doing it this way. Correct. Yeah. So the biggest one I saw in the modeling feature pack was the C++ integration. I mean, that doesn't affect me that much, you know, being the Java guy. But um, I know a lot of people I talk to in my local user group here in Northern Ireland, uh, they, you know, they were after some C++ support. So I wasn't allowed to tell them before, but now now they have it, which is great news. 
Yeah, there's proper UML class diagrams as well. You know, previously the class diagrams were like Microsoft's interpretation of a class diagram, a pretty one. Or well, now, um, now we've got like real, you know, UML two class diagrams. If that's what you want, have you? And now, Mickey, you you played a lot with the UML stuff when we were writing the book. What do you think? What do you think to UML? Now you've had a play of it. I am not an architecture guy, by or modeling guy by any stretch of the imagination. But by delving into those tools, it did make me interested enough to to want to see if I could actually use them on a daily basis. The tools in general are pretty easy to use. The diagrams that were included by default in 2010 are pretty easy to understand. However, like, as you'll as you'll see, the best tool you're going to find out of all the modeling tools, if you're a straight developer, is the Architecture Explorer. And we'll have to have a, a whole other uh, podcast where we talk about just the Architecture Explorer. But if you're interested in learning more about the Architecture Explorer, you can either hit MSDN or you could go buy our books. We've got a whole chapter on it. Yeah, so that's tinyurl slash ALM book. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that, that'll get the nice little uh, Amazon credits to me there if you use that one. So I'm sure Mickey will have a different link in the show notes. <laughs> so what about yourself, Paul? Have you looked at any of the, the, the feature pack information that came out with this particular Visual Studio modeling feature pack? Yeah, I have, and I'm actually really excited about it. I, hope, I like the whole concept of Feature Pack, and I was reading, I believe, from Brian Harry that, you know, this is going to be something that's going to be ongoing. So there's going to be like three, I think he stated, like three in a year or something like that, or that's their goal is to try and get three out in the next year, um, which is really cool. And I uh, I personally want to see the UML class diagram for code gen- with code generation. That's really anything that can help me code faster is always always benefit, you know, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, doing that type of modeling, you know, and then trying to take that model and, and visualize it in code sometimes is, is not as easy for me to do. So generating that code off the UML diagram really solidifies, oh, okay, I see what the diagram is doing now and I see how the code is going to lay out. And, and it's great for doing uh, POX, you know, type uh, proof of concept type uh, things. And uh, so I'm really excited about that one. The UML looks really, I mean, in all the modeling tools, not just in these feature packs, the UML that's produced looks really good when it goes into documentation as well. And it's just really, you know, they've done a good job of it. I've used a lot of UML tools over the years. I've never been very happy with any of them. And this one is, you know, the closest one for me in terms of usage. So I'm, I'm very happy. Well, the last the last announcement that I wanted to make sure our, our listeners knew about was the fact that they have just re-released or updated the Visual Studio 2010 and .NET 4.0 training kit. This is a training kit that's freely available from um, MSDN. You can go down or from Microsoft. You can go download it from Microsoft, and it's got tons of different labs and walkthroughs and other information around all the different features of both .NET 4.0 and Visual Studio 2010 and Visual Studio application lifecycle management pieces of 2010, which, by the way, if you go to their download site, they still refer to as Team System. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Hey, can I... I, I, Go ahead. Can I plug... um, I I went around, you know, when I was there, I went around all the different, like, booths and things in TechEd, and I saw a really good uh, partner product from, you know, uh, Claude over in Cycle. Yes. Yes. Well, they've got this product called InRelease. Have you guys looked at that at all? Yes, I have. I was actually reading some of the comments on the blog um, when it was first announced um, because it wasn't up on the website right away because of TechEd and Claude was behind or his team was behind. Um, uh, but I looked a little bit at the tool itself, um, just reading about it. That's it. I haven't actually used it or downloaded it or anything like that. Yeah, well, fill, me, fill me in because I don't know anything about it. 
Okay. So, you know, with builds build and it all works and it's great. But the problem is um, what the product doesn't do at the minute is get involved in the deployment and release process at all. Um, you know, no, telling you what you've got released out there and how and helping you deploy stuff between environments. And this in-release product from InCycle is supposed to help with that. Um, and it seemed very good. You know, it, it, um, I got to play with it on the on their booth, and um, it seems there's lots of depth to the features. Certainly, you know, is you you you, like, you can define all your environments and define the different you know what needs to go where. Um, and then there's a there's a basically a deployment agent that runs on the different servers out there, and the, and it and it polls when it comes up, and it you know it, it polls as to do I need to deploy a new release or not. And then, and then when you tell it, yes, this needs to, you know, you tell it in the in the GUI, hey, I want to deploy uh, this build to these platforms. There's a whole like approval process behind a deployment, and then once it's approved, the the agents on the machines go pull down the pits and and deploy them, you know, using MSI exec or xcopy or whatever needs to be done to actually get the bits on the machine. So it's definitely worth looking at if um if deployment is something you need to be concerned about. It's in release, it's called IN release from InCycle, I N C Y C L E. Sweet. We'd have to we'll have to get them on the show sometime and give the, get, get a little more details. Yeah, see definitely. They, see if they can give us. It's one of these ones that'd be you know, it'd be good maybe it'd be good for your virtual user group or something, Paul, because it's um it's very visual. You know, they've done a good job with their tool. It look it it's very reminiscent of uh, the test management stuff. Um, you know, it's 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 WPF based um console for for deploying stuff, so no, it's um, yeah, it seemed it seemed pretty pretty deep. Like I say, I haven't used it in anger myself, but from what I saw, I was quite impressed. Awesome. Well, guys, I think we've had a great show getting the band back together. I want to thank you all for for being on the show. I do want to uh, point out a couple of things to our listeners, which is you can email us at radiotfs at gmail dot com, which will um, with questions or comments or if there's certain things you want us to talk about or certain people you'd like to try us to have on the show or certain um, products you'd like us to look at, we'll do our best to try to, to match things up to what our listeners want to hear about. You, and again, you can visit us at our website at radiotfs.com or you can also visit each of our different host websites, which we'll include in the show notes, but they include teamsystemrocks.com, woodwoodweb.com, and saasmadeeasy.com. I also want to issue this challenge, which we had recorded a podcast previous to this one, but we didn't make it out with some technical difficulties. So I'm going to issue this challenge to our readers, which is if you're able to get a copy of Professional Application Lifecycle Management with Visual Studio 2010 and get all four authors to sign it and send send me a, an email at radiotfs at gmail.com with an image of, with all four of the author's signature on your book, then we will bring you on the show as a special guest. So there's a good challenge. And if you can actually make that happen, I'll be suitably impressed considering we're spread across a couple of different continents right now. Yeah, <laughs> that is quite impressive. I, I know when I was at the show, I signed a few uh, copies, which again, it's going to take some use getting used to. And Brian Keller was there for a few days and there was one guy uh, um, and, you know, he'd already got a copy of our book and blessed him. He went and bought another copy just so he could get me and Brian to sign it. And then he got my my signature, but by the time he'd bought it, uh, Brian had left. <laughs> oh! So if that guy, whoever you were, wants to drop me a line, you know, I, I feel like I should. I feel I feel like we owe you some signatures on that one for sure. So. Well, do you have anything, Martin, 
and then I'll come to you, Paul. Um, last minute tips or tidbits or anything else you want to tell our readers before we wrap up our podcast? I want to um, thank everyone that did email RadioTFS at gmail.com and said, hey, where the show's gone, you know. Uh, um, it, it was much appreciated. Uh, it's definitely something none of us were, felt particularly good about, and I, I particularly uh, feel bad that you know hadn't, we hadn't have a sh- had a show out for so long. Um, but you know we've been busy with uh, getting acquired by Microsoft and getting used to Microsoft. That's certainly been keeping me busy and getting the book out. And I know the guys have been busy in their you know your own lives as well. So thanks, thanks everyone for all the support, and thanks for bearing with us. And hopefully, you know, we'll reward that and get you some good shows out over the next few weeks and months. Excellent. What about yourself, Paul? Any last thoughts for the listeners out there? Well, I'd like to echo what Barton said. You know, we apologize for not having a show out there for a long time. You know, I know we have a, uh, some good group of listeners out there, uh, and we want to make sure that they keep on listening, so we'll keep on doing this. But the other thing is I'd like to just say is download the bits, play with the bits, um, install them, you know, and uh, and there's a lot of reading out there on, on how to set it up, how to, how to uh, you know, get it all, everything going for yourself. Um, there's a VHD for the lab management. There's, uh, you know, the download bits for TFS or Visual Studio. So all I can say is get out there and play with it and come back to us with some questions and comments and show, show ideas. Excellent. And I just want to reiterate what Paul and Martin have both said um, and get out there, touch the product, use the product and send us your questions and send us your comments. If there's a particular area in the product that you, you know, have particular interest in, um, one of the advantages of me now working by Microsoft is hopefully we can get them on the phone easier. So, um, yeah, if there's some part you're not quite sure about or some part you'd like to learn more about, then drop us a line, radiotfs at gmail.com, and uh, we'll try and get them on the show. Excellent. Well, on behalf of Paul and Martin, I want to thank you for listening to us, and we'll see you again on another radio episode of Radio TFS. Radio TFS.